0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You can be walking in life following the still small voice on the inside, and it seems like everything on the outside is going off the wall. And you ask yourself the question, can I really be listening to God on the inside? while everything on the outside looks like it's going off the wall. And I asked myself, sometimes it feels like we're in the wilderness. Now, anybody in here that's not filled with the Holy Ghost today, you're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. You're going to pray in unknown tongues. We're going to get you filled. If you're online watching, share it now. I'm going to get you filled, everybody in the house filled, and you can pray any evidence and praying in tongues. If you don't understand it, we'll talk to you. We'll teach you. But I want you to understand something, that the Holy Spirit is for you today and he's for now. Amen. And I'm going to get every so you know. When I grew up in a the church, they don't, don't believe in that. Well, the church you grew up in don't know what they're telling you there. Okay, I love you. God bless you, but I'm smarter than that denomination you've been in. Say, Pastor, because you you cranky today. No, I'm anointed. <laughs> no, I'm serious because it tries to keep people away from stuff that they're supposed to have. I don't know what you need. You know, the church, you know why the church said that? Because they wanted you to be dependent on them and not on God. Right. When you get with God, man, that was the whole problem with that. Once you got with God, you don't need the church, like, guiding you the way you think you need them guiding you. You come to church and you get fed, but you got personal experience with God and you listen to the preacher. But, you know, well, we're going to tell you how to do it. No, I ain't no telling you how to do it. You go get it and go on a journey. You know, coming to church and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praying in unknown tongues. You say, you still praying in tongues? You better believe baby. So you want them tongue-talking? Yeah, we tongue-talking, devil casting out, chair stomping, pray, ba- baptizing, fire-talking. I feel like Ric Flair, my God in heaven. I'm the gator-wearing, girl kissing, snatching, Rolex-wearing. What he say here? Rolex-wearing. Gator, 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 gator. I'm getting there. I'm only kissing one girl, though. Chill out. Calm down. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You got to realize this: that the church, the, you know, come on, some of you grew up in denominational church, and they try to keep you from the blessing. They try to keep you from God. God, God made you for Him. You know what I'm saying? To be with you, feeling? He just came in here over there, he hit me, and made my head go weak, wacky. The I did. I lost it for a minute. He short circuits your head. So he comes in there like that? Boom. He wants your attention. I'm telling you, you start talking about the things he likes, he'll grab the whole place. And he'll manifest his presence. Because he's, he's jealous for you. He wants you. He wants your time with him. He don't care if it's minutes. He wants your undivided attention. He does. He's like that, man. He's jealous of you, man. He's not. He's like, he doesn't want to compete with other things. You know. He just wants you, even if it's a little bit of time. He just it's it's cool because he wants your presence. So like when you're praying in the spirit, you're just there. So so I started thinking about this. I said, man, you know Romans eight fourteen. Y'all know this. But the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. Right? You know this stuff. That's what it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8.16 says this, for the Spirit itself, or himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. You got that? It's Romans 8.16. Just write it down. You're going to do it. Proverbs, where I want you to go is Proverbs 20.27. Proverbs 20.27, we're going to read it in in that translation I got. I think I got it in the the Passion or whatever I got it. Proverbs 20.27 says, the Spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching out all the inward parts of the belly. Okay? Proverbs 27 says. King James says the spirit. It's the spirit of man. Says this. This is the spirit of man. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching out all even parts of belly. I like this. The spirit of God breathing in the man is like a living lamp. Illumination needs to come from the inside out. So the problem with people is you're trying to get direction from your head. You're trying to get direction from what you see. You're trying to get direction from all this stuff. This stuff. Forget it. Get direction from the inside. Stuff on the outside might not make sense as long as the inside's leading. You go with it okay see being led by the spirit's important now here's a big thing and I don't want, it's not spooky it's simple but if your inside is telling you something my God in heaven start listening don't press against those impressions of God because those impressions of God God's trying to lead you now you might not hear but you might know see the Holy Spirit is the spirit of seeing and knowing so you, you stay in stuff you shouldn't stay in because you lie to yourself. You stay in stuff too long because you lie to yourself. You, you you mess yourself up. You know, and in the Spirit of God, if you ask for something too many times, He'll give it to you anyway, even though he don't want you to have it. See, people don't understand it. It's like you keep asking and asking and asking, and God'll give you something you don't even want you to have, but you can't shut up about it. He already told you what to do. He's a, He's gentle in his approach, but you know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not persistent. Here's a problem with God. You, you, you're gonna love this. It's not a problem, but it's a it's a character-developing trait you must understand. God is not in a persistence of communication. He talks and he expects you to obey. You need all this confirmation stuff. He don't. You need all this God. He said, Did I not say? How many times did you see God say a bunch of things to people? He wasn't even there. He encouraged you, but he spoke. When he spoke, he's done. He don't come and tell you forty-two times, "Do it, do it." I said, "Do it, do it." I said. He said, "Did I not tell you?" You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's quick. That's why you got to really pay attention. That's why that'll work. That's why I just. That's why I did that. That's funny. Yesterday, I was in, I was doing my thing, right? This will help you. That's why I said what I said this morning. I didn't know why. I was doing my thing, and all of a sudden, I was listening to something. I got tasked to go listen to this thing. You know, like listen to this thing. A couple chapters, two through eight. This thing. I'm listening to it. I've listened to this thing twenty times already. I read the book and listened to it. I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, I heard something. And it said, uh, "And when it said, I heard, I said, I ain't never heard that before. I, I've been to chapter two. I've been in chapter two, three, four, five, six, seven. That ain't that wasn't in there the first time." And God goes, "No, you weren't listening." Now watch this; it gets worse. So I stopped what I was doing. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "You were not prepared to listen. That's why you could not hear." I said, say that again. He goes, you were not prepared to listen. You were not willing to bring change to what you tell me you want to identify yourself with, and because of it, you don't even hear nothing. So you better be ready when you come in my presence for change, otherwise I ain't telling you nothing. I got on the phone. I called. I said, hey, let me tell you something. Ain't nobody listening to this CD. i tell you that right now. Ain't nobody listening to this the book. Ain't nobody paying attention. and Ain't nobody caring because I would have got seven phone calls if they heard what I heard. How come I'm the only one who heard it? Because I was the only one to position my heart to hear. Now I'm not saying I got the whole thing, but I got that part. And if you would have heard it, you would have been calling me. You better get what I'm saying. What am I trying to say? You come to God when God speaks. You better be prepared. Don't go in there flippid like you know God might say. God might say something. Oh, you better. You, Pastor Chris, why are you saying this? He might say something today that you're not prepared to hear, and you miss the next 20 years of your life because you ain't paying attention. I'm not trying to freak you out, but you know what I'm saying, because now you got to have you got to hear, and then you got to have faith for what you heard to hang on. Otherwise, what do you do? I don't know. You're going to spend the next ten years. You don't know. God spoke to you. You better have faith where you need faith to appropriate the moment. That's why it's not. This is serious. That's why being led by the Spirit is so important, because my inward guy's got to be ready. The inward man. So I started to ask myself the question, what happens is this. So God, right, in Luke chapter 3, God takes Jesus and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He gets baptized in River Jordan, comes up out of the river. The dove hits him, and everybody's like, oh, that's God in the flesh, in the earth. Praise God, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yay. Right? And the dove that came with the glory is now the problem leading him to the wilderness. I started thinking about something. I said, can God really be leading me through this mess? to get to my destination yes and amen now i'm going to say something i don't really believe god's the god of tests and trials and all that jazz i'm not i understand the character of god but i know if a test or a trial shows up it's about your promotion not about a problem if anything hits your life from god it's about promotion and i said let's just let's just do this for argument's sake so we can get over it 75% of it comes from the enemy 25% of it's god i don't know the ratio and i don't know and i don't care Whether God helped along, whether God massaged it, I don't believe God's character is to give you a pass or fail, but I do believe God's character is not about your comfort, it's about your promotion. And sometimes we walk through uncomfortable seasons of life because we do not understand the promotion that's on the other side of life. So because of it, we get stuck in these moments of time where we're like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. And what happens with us usually is that when we're in this side. When we press through these times of the unknown, my God in heaven, what's the first thing you say when a drama on the outside shows up? What am I doing wrong with following the plan of God for my life? Why is this obstacle in front of me? If God is for me and he's leading me and he's guiding me and he's helping me, why is this drama sitting outside here for me? Think of Jesus. Jesus goes, great, ooh, the spirit of God has descended upon me. I am identified and I am validated. And then he goes, okay, great, now let's get ready for the journey because now you're going to go sit in the wilderness, you're going to fast for 40 days and 40 nights, you're going to be tempted of the devil, and you can screw the whole thing up if you make a mistake. But hey, praise God, welcome to the ministry. But this is everybody's life. This ain't just Jesus' journey. How many times have you been led by God in the spirit to go somewhere and on the way getting there, it ain't too much fun? What's the first thing you do when the drama shows up? What am I doing wrong that this showed up in front of me? What did Jesus would have said? What is this? Now think about this. What is this? What do you mean what is this? How in the world can I be led to go here if I'm following God? Why in the world am I fasting and starving and dying and now I got the devil showing up trying to what? To rob me of the blessing of God. Are you pulling this in? How in the world can God be leading me in these places on the inside when I'm facing the stuff I'm facing on the outside? I'm glad you asked. Because here's the thing. Look at 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16. It talks about the scriptures of God, are he's supposed to be your lead. 2 Timothy 3.16, right? You're going to see this thing over here. Uh, uh, um, I think what really happens with this, yeah, it's 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit and God breathed, Man, that means inspiration. You understand that? You know what inspiration is? Inspiration is from the word of God. It's on the inside. You pulling that in? So I'm trying to get you to see something. You want to know what I want you to see? Man, I can just be right in the middle of God, can't I, in the middle of a mess? Yeah, you can. Right? Right? How in the world we get in this day? Every scripture has been written by the Holy Ghost. Been God, It will empower you by his instruction and correction and give you strength to take the right direction. Lead you deeper into the paths of godliness. Then you'll be God's servant, fully mature, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Guys, when you're on your assignment, your journey might take you places you don't want to go. Come on. Look at some of these guys, right? Why has Joseph got to go through what he's got to go through? Why has Job got to go through what he's got to go through? Why has Peter got to go through what he Why has Jesus got to go through what he's he go through? Who cares? I don't know. But just know this. You might just be in the middle of your assignment, and in the middle of your assignment, you're pressing through problems in life. You're pressing through circumstances in life. You know what? You're like, oh, it's going to be good. You know, it's funny. I was laughing. You know, we went to the marriage seminar. That was powerful. You come out. You never fought worse than that in your entire life. I had the one guy we went to the, you know we went to watch that one year, and that one the guy he came in there, he's like, "Oh, he's cute, you know he we went to the marriage seminar we came all the way to marriage seminar. and they they fought so bad the wife left him at the conference he had a call to do to come pick her up, and he they, they, like like we had the marriage seminar with our church people. Can you imagine going to the marriage seminar with your church people, and then she don't even pick you up, and you you fight hey come get me, Hey, Dennis, I need to ride. Where are you? <laughs> I'm at the church at the marriage car my wife left me here. Oh, my God, can you imagine? We were supposed to be getting better. We got worse. Remember when you went to the financial seminar? My God, in heaven, you come out of there. You went through seminar after seminar, and it don't look better. It looks worse. What am I trying to get you to say and see? I'm trying to get you to say and see this, that just because I'm being led on the inside doesn't mean everything is going to be hunky-dory on the outside. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, "Ooh, I heard from the Lord. Oh, God, here we go, right? Well, you got to press through some problems. You got to press through some tests. You got to press through some trials. You got to press through some. So now every time the wilderness shows up, no, it's about my promotion. Man, I'm starting to get ornery with it a little bit. I'm like, hey, promotion day. You know, lately things show up sometimes. I'm like, ooh, promotion's on the horizon. People get mad at you, like, promotion? I'm trying to get out of here. I'm like, praise be to God. I like a fight. Amen. Why? Because you're in the middle of promoting to another level. God wants to see what you're going to do. God wants to see what you're going to say. God wants to see how you're going to respond. God, you know, because some of you, you know I are. It's when it's good, you're good, and your mouth's good, but once it's bad, your mouth's out in left field. Nothing working out, right? Ain't no good. God's down there say, you didn't pass the test yet. Come on, I'm telling you, spiritual growth, right? All of a sudden, well, we got money. We got money problems. We always got money problems. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hush your mouth. Right? We got a problem after this. We got we got a problem over here. Ooh, this one, things just start getting good. Here comes the next thing. Blah, 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 blah. And you start popping off in the mouth. And now your mouth is leading you down a path. And heaven wants to see, hey, can we promote you yet? And heaven goes, nope, can't promote them yet. Got to leave them in there. They haven't learned their lesson. Now, the lessons don't come from God. But guess what? Promotion does. Promotion is in the hand of the Lord. Well, you going to do? sit there and say, hey, God. You know, you're like in the middle of things, just floating in the middle of little drama. Hey, praise be to God. Hallelujah, you might be by yourself, you know what I mean? You know, a, lot, a lot of people join you on this one, right? Because what do they want you to do? Worry. Why aren't you worried? Right. You need to be worried about it. You know what? You know I know what's wrong with you. I know what you are. You, you, I tell you, you know what? I know what's wrong with you. If drama shows up, what's the first thing they say to you? And you don't pick up the drama, what do they say to you? What's wrong with you but better than that? You know what it is? You don't care about nothing. That's right, I don't take no care. I cast my care on the Lord. They want you to be care carriers, right? You know what your problem is? You're, you're deranged. You don't worry about nothing. You're right. I don't worry about nothing. Yeah, you, you get in trouble for this because all of a sudden you, you ain't a care carrier. You're not worry-filled, and then everybody's like, you're so insensitive because you're a person of faith, right? You so you're so you you know what it is? You're not right in the head. No, I'm not right in the head. I'm right in my heart. I'm telling you, listen to me, like, you're supposed to be carrying care and carrying worry and carrying fear and carrying fear. And the next thing, oh, you know, you know you're, you're, you're just mental. You're gone. You're the, no, you ain't. No, you know what you are? I'm walking through the wilderness. I'm not going to be a wilderness wanderer. I'm not making this 11-day journey a 40-year trip. I'm getting out of here faster. I'm going to get out of here. Why? Because if heaven comes looking at me, heaven's going to hear me say, praise the Lord. You see what I'm saying? God can be leading me right through this thing from personal growth and spiritual maturity, but if you're not careful, you know, you're going to allow the pressure that's trying to bring you personal growth and spiritual maturity to press you down. Look what he said in Luke 4. Now, you got to get this now, all right? Because in Luke 4, Jesus gets in a mess, and he's being led by the Spirit in this mess. Could the Holy Spirit be leading me in this drama? You better believe it says, from the moment of the baptism, Jesus overflowed with the Holy Spirit. He was taken by the Spirit from the Jordan into a lonely wilderness of Judea to experience an ordeal of testing by the accuser for 40 days. See, the problem with this is this. You think, well, you know, he got tested at the end. He got tested all 40 days. He got tried every day. What was the devil doing? The accuser of the brethren. Now, let me tell you what's happening. He's trying to rob him of his identity. See, this is the problem, right? Now watch this. When you follow the spirit of God, in the midst of following God, he's trying to reveal your identity, who you really are. The problems are trying to get you to identify with Adam, fallen man. The problems ain't whatever it is. God wants you to identify with him and keep what? The right perspective of identification. So, what, did, what, what happened? So, what happened to Lucifer, right? This nitwit shows up and he's right there. But let me show you what happened, though. God shows up and says, Hey, that's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, the earth, now, this is how this works the earth must confirm what heaven spoke. Whatever heaven spoke about you has to have confirmation in the earth, faith in the earth. Jesus needed to be validated and Jesus needed to be identified. God, the father, because he was the, uh, the greater one, identified him and validated him. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. He told you about his righteous position. He told you about the attitude of who he was, and he showed you what? Validation. That is my son, validate, in whom I'm well pleased, right? Relationship. Boom. Go listen to what he says. He identified him. He validated him. He told you how he felt about him. That's what the word of God does soon as he comes up, he goes to the wilderness. What's the greatest test in the wilderness? Can you identify yourself in the wilderness? Oh, it's easy to identify yourself when you're in your room reading your Bible. Come on, baby. When you go out there in the middle of the mess, identify yourself now with what the word said about you. Let's see if you can pass the test. See, and he says, if you are the son of God, prove it. Why I got a second guess? Didn't you hear my father from heaven say I'm the son? Didn't you, didn't you hear the earth shake? Didn't you that? The devil don't care what your daddy said. The devil don't care you go to church. The devil don't care you hear the word of God. The devil don't care about none of that stuff. He just doesn't want you to come under authority from that word. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the key to the kingdom. You ready for that? Let me give it to you again. This is a little fast. You ready for it? Because you're smart. You're catching it. Let me tell you, the key to the word of God is can you come under the authority of it? Not hearing it. Hearing it means mean nothing. Hearing it don't mean nothing. Hearing that word of God don't mean nothing. The minute you decide to come under authority from that word, now you're trouble for the enemy. That's why I challenge them. Come up out of your authority place with that word. If you are, turn that stone. He said, "Now nah, I'm staying under the word. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. So, say, I'm under that word. He said, Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. He's getting nervous. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. If you let the Joker loose. he said, I got it, I got it, I got it. I can't, I can't word, I can't word work him. I can't get him to, I can't see, he's, because you see, Jesus submitted himself. How did Jesus get authority in all three realms? In the heaven, in the earth, and under the earth. He has submitted himself to all three realms. I submit myself into the realm of the word. I'm not messing with that word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word proceeded out of the mouth of God. The devil knew what he was doing. He said, okay, I got it. I know what to do. Let me get him to what? Manipulate his position of authority. Jump down off that thing, angels will catch you. He said, yeah, he said this. He said, a man will fall and angels will, da- angels will bear him up. At least he dashes his foot against a stone, but I'm not going to tempt the Lord thy God. He said, I ain't going there neither. The devil said, now I got a problem. He's going to stay submitted to the word, and he's going to stay submitted to the anointing that's on his life. He said, now let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can twist it and try to get him to submit them to me because I can give him all these kingdoms in a minute because they were his because Adam committed high treason, gave him everything, gave him the whole world. And he said, I'll give you all these kingdoms without the pain of the process because he was going to get them all in the end, but you got to die to get them in the end. He said, let me fast track you to success. I'll give you all these kingdoms. if You bow down and worship me. He said, here's the key. He said, if I bow down and worship you, he said this, he said, the Lord thy God said this. He said, no man No man, he said this, he said, and Jesus answered, he said to him, get thee behind me, saying, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and only him shall you serve. Now here's what he knew. He said, if I worship you, I serve you. And I ain't serving you. That's why I'll never worship you. And the devil left after the time of testing. Now you gotta get something here. Now get this, right? What happens right after, now think of this. God speaks, God releases, God identifies, God validates God speaks the word. It says, "That's my son." Please. What happens today? Here comes the test. Here comes the test to say if you are, if you are, if you should, if you could, if you would, if you this. Do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And he said, "Here comes the test." Now watch this, though. Now watch this. Look at it as it goes. Now look at Luke four. Now look at Luke four. Right? He brought him to Jerusalem and set him the temple. You know that. But watch this. Go back to like fourteen. Just roll with me now. Because watch this, because we all stop and go, oh he got tempted to the devil. Yeah, what everybody don't know, then he went to go preach his first sermon. Look what it says. And Jesus returned returning the power of the Spirit in Galilee. Now he got spiritual Jews. How did he get spiritual Jews? He passed the test. See, that's what I'm saying. You get empowered in the wilderness. You don't get demoted in the wilderness. You get empowered. If you pass the test, you get power to come out the other side. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit of Galilee, and he went out to fame throughout all the region about him. Now watch this. 15, what's he do? He showed up, and he taught in his sin, the God's being glorified of God. And one day on the Sabbath, Luke 16, and he came to Nazareth. woo where'd he go? He come home. He came to Nazareth, right? He said this he said in where where he had been brought up. He said, I'm going home. I'm gonna show him what I got. And he said what? Here's a guy went in the synagogue on the Saturday, and he stood up to read. Y'all know this shortest sermon in the Bible? He got up in the synagogue, he opened up the book at the prophet Isaiah. Keep going. Look what it says there. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and his custom he went in. Look what he said. Look at verse 17. And what did he do? He opened, he opened up the book. Right and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And what did he say? He said he opened the book and he found a place where it was written. It was written about him. He opened up the book. He found himself in the pages. You know what it is? This joker got guts. You know what? Jesus, Jesus is a baller. You know what I mean? Jesus was balling big time, man. He, was, he wasn't balling on no budget neither. He was loaded. Come on, right? So God, No, he was there, man. He showed up. He said, look. He said, open the book. He's bold now. See, you got to understand boldness comes when you walk through that wilderness. Stop looking at this wilderness like, I'm so sad in this wilderness. Ah, shut it. You ain't sad in this thing. Start praising the Lord. Now, some of you are in the wilderness because you're disobedient. Let me get this done real quick because some of you are like, why am I in the wilderness every other day? Because you're disobedient. You just keep going where you want to go. You don't get no promotion there. Cut it out. You know what you're supposed to be. Be led of the Spirit. But some of you get in there and you're the obedient and doing everything right, and all of a sudden you got given and pushing and pressing and all of a sudden, like, why is this happening? Well, welcome to the club. It's called the process. It ain't no fun, but you got to push through, Right? So look what he says here. He said, he opened up, on the, uh, opened up and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, man, look at this, right? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon who? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. He's upon me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captive, to recover the sight of the blind, and set it right with them, bruise, and to what? And preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of the jubilee. Watch this. 20. Shut the book and said it's over. Sermon's over. They looked at him like, where in the world this joker come from? Who's he think he is? He went on there and he said this, he said, Let me tell you what happened. Now watch this now. You ready for this? You're gonna love this. He said, Hey, you know, in the day of Elijah, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of widow women. But one of them, when I came, asked for a cake, she gave me what I asked to eat. He said, Here's a bunch of lepers in the day of Naam, but one guy came to him and said, Hey, go dip yourself and you'll be well. What'd he say? He said, if you could he- listen to what I'm hearing today, you could partake, you could partake. Or what I can do. Just like that, just like that, widow woman at Zarephath fed her house, obeying the command. Just like Naam dipped himself and came up out of the water, cleansed and whole. What you're hearing today, if you can receive it, you can what? Take part in it. He was talking about the anointing on his life. Okay, now wait a minute. though, go slow. The anointing on his life. Ten minutes before this, whatever you know, days before. He's walking through the wilderness just following following the plan of God for his life. How did Jesus come out on the other side? Because after the enemy tries to have what? After he tries to rob you of your identity, if you can hang on long enough to go through the wilderness, you're going to come out in power. You're going to come out knowing who you are. You're going to come out knowing what you can do. You're going to come out knowing that I could be what he said I can be. You're going to be walking in the spirit of God and the power of his might. You're going to be declaring and saying some stuff. You're going to speak to some stores. You're going to speak to some tests. You're going to speak to some trials. Don't you know who I am? It is written. What? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on. You understand that? You're going to have power and ability you didn't have before you went in. But everybody's like, well, I want the stuff. Well, guess what? You ain't going to get nothing unless you walk through some tests. Test, other side of the testing is the promotion. But I know what happens. And I'm going to leave you with this part and then I'm going to preach this other side of this because you need to see this. Well, why in the world, if I'm being led by the Spirit of God, am I going through this mess? Because that's the process. Just remember this write this down. He's always trying to strengthen your weak spots. That's what he does. He always tries to write that down. Romans eight twenty four. He always tries to strengthen your weak spots. You know that. Look at Let him see Romans eight twenty six. It says, "In a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness." He's trying to strengthen your weak spots. You get that? If you're pushing through the wilderness, he's strengthening my weak spots. What are you gonna do? And the book in the book of Judges, I want to give you this right. Remember, I'm not going to go there for time's sake. But do you remember when God was, Moses was getting, he was hammered. It was way too much work. And he said, listen, he said, you got to break these people up and you got to put them in sections and you got to put them in groups and you got to do it by the 70 and you got to just break it down because it's too much work for you. He said, okay. And as he was in the process of explaining that, the children of Israel were in bondage. They were in slavery. They were in jeopardy of losing their destiny. He's taking them up out of the wilderness to bring them to the promised land. And all they do is complain all the way through. Ain't that funny? I'm trying to bring you to a better place, trying to bring you a place of power. I'm trying to take you to the plan, and you're over there complaining about the journey. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to take you from where you are to where you need to be, and all you can complain about is the ride, right? And they get mad, and God gets mad at them. He said, you know what? You guys are really wearing me out. He said, look. He said, what's the problem with these people? He said, they want meat. He like, gets mad at all the children of Israel. He says, you know what? I'm so tired of these people. They're a bunch of pains. And Moses said, what are we going to do? He said, tell them they want meat. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Tell them for the next 30 days, the next month, I'm going to give them so much meat, they're going to gag on the meat. They got so much meat, it's going to come out their nose. So Moses wakes up and goes like this. Well, uh, God, I want to let you know on a secret. There's 600,000 men with me. If you're going to give them enough meat to each one of these dudes jag- gag over the next 30 days, there ain't enough cattle on the face of the earth to feed all these people and pull this off. God goes, don't you know who I am? You better hush your mouth, Moses. Don't you realize who I am? I'm the God that can do it. I'm the God that can get in there and give them whatever they need at any moment in time. And the funny thing about the story is why did I say that? Because isn't that us? On the way to the journey, we mad about the ride. We, Oh, it's too hot in the car. You're going on a road trip with the kids? My God in heaven. Oh, my God. We didn't even get out of the parking lot. Somebody's complaining. I got to go to the bathroom. Didn't you just go to the bathroom? We ain't even in Jacksonville. Got to stop three times before we can even get out. I got to go to the bathroom. It's hot. She's touching my cord. Somebody got you. Who's using the internet? Oh, my God. Just like I, I, I get a picture of the children. In Israel, every time we go on a road trip. My God. And then forget it. Oh, you oh those are when you go with the kids. Have you ever been on a church mission trip? Have you ever gone on a church retreat? Some of you people, you know what? We ain't never had a church retreat. Now you know why. I ain't going nowhere with some of you people. I went, I went one way or the guy, got off the plate, and I go with some of you, but you can get in your own room. We ain't sleeping in no dormitory mess. I went to this dormitory thing. And the guy get in there, he goes, oh, I forgot my snoring medicine. I was like, this guy's kidding, right? And he's like, no, ha, 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 man. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I swear to God, man, one of the guys looked like he was going to suffocate the other dude. He had his pillow in his hand. I thought he was going to kill him. He was walking into the room to go sleep on the couch. I said, I am never doing this again, man. I like some of you. You cute, but I don't need to live with you. All right, calm down. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? We can't even make it from here to there. Somebody complaining. Somebody, yeah, too hot, too cold. When are we gonna get? When are we stop? What are we gonna do? Blah 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 blah. Who took my blanket? Blah blah. blah. Who got my pillow. Blah blah. You like the children? Right? Go. Oh, it's just a little kids. Nah, it's a church trip. Who did this? How? It's hot. It's India. Where are you taking me? And we went to India. Oh my God. Me and we went to India. It was 110. I bring these drama queens with me there. They met me there. Thank God I didn't ride on a plane with all of them. What you think it was going to be in India? Cool? You think it was going to be cool? It's summer. It's 110. I put clothes out on the line and an hour later came back. It was stiff as a board. I was like, "Well, this is the only thing it's good for is drying out stuff." I, don't, I said, "Are you kidding?" me? Hey, complain about this and complain about that, and like I, I, I said, "You want it all go preach? Now you got to go preach in the village and dry." I'm tired. Are we gonna get sick? I said, "Look, there they are, the children of Israel. There's my team, the children of Israel, grumbling and complaining and moaning. And I understand it's cute, but you know what I'm saying? Isn't it human nature? God, God saved you. God healed you. God delivered you. Now He starts the journey. Let's clean you up." right? He saved you. Ooh, he healed you. Ah, he touched you with the Holy Ghost. Ah, and then you got one little bump in the road. You hit one little road bump. I quit. I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. It was better in bondage. I don't want to give up my lifestyle. I got to give up my friend. Lord, you got a little speed bump. Blink, uh, I got to go through a little pain. I went to oh my God, we got to pray. What are you going to do? Uh, big baby. You big baby, whining baby, cut it out. You're going to have to go through some wilderness being led by the Spirit of God. You're going to have to go through some tests and trials. You're going to have to go through some pressure. And he told him, he said, hey, Moses, who do you think I am? You don't think I can reach in that thing and turn that thing around? Are you kidding me? you in the middle of this little problem, and you over there falling off your throne. God ain't. He's like, you don't think I can get in there and touch that? And you know what I'm trying? You know what I told you about, Moses? You don't think I can feed 600,000 men some cows? Man, I made cows show up where you never knew cows could come from. You think I'm worried about taking those? You what I'm saying? Don't you think the minute I started this journey with these guys, I knew what it was going to need to get them to the finish? Don't you worry about what I pull off in the middle. Just know I can get you there. That's what I'm telling you. Don't you think he knew when he told you, get up and let's go to the other side? He knew that storm was coming. He didn't care about no storm. He's a storm-walking demon casting out God-speaking powerhouse. He don't care about none of that, what you got to face. You don't think he knew what you are going to face? You just got to stay in your lane and say what he says. Now, here's the important part. If you don't understand it, you won't know it. Now, here's what it is. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. You got to write these scriptures down. It's an archive. You don't have to archive this. No, I'm serious. So I said, like, why do we got to go through this? Because we're going to the other side. The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. So relax. If you're in the middle of this test, he ain't going to leave you there to fail. He knows your enemy and he knows how to get you through. Your only responsibility you have is just keep trusting God. On the other side of the testing is your identity to be discovered. That's what he did with it, Remember? Go to 1 Corinthians 10. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, 11, 12, that one, right? Now, they you understand this? What did Jesus find out on the other side? If you are the son of God. He said, yeah, I am. The enemy comes and brings the wilderness to challenge your identity. That's why the children of Israel kept freaking out. Well, if this place is better, why we got to go through this? You better pay attention to what I just said. The children of Israel cried out to God, get us out of here. God's like, Okay. Silent church, Moses gets rose up to get you out of here. And in the midst of getting you out of here, why we got to go here? Because you wanted to. Why we got to go through this? Because you want a better life. Why you want to? Because you, hello? Look at your neighbor. Look him square in the eye. Don't touch him. Say, he's talking to you, silly. Look at the other neighbor and go, he's talking to you, sillier. But I just want what God's got for me. We'll sign up for the road to hell. It's coming. Now, understand that I ain't cussing. That's what I'm talking about, the drama. Yeah. Where well, you ever get a promise to God without having to go through something? Right. Why well, you ever get something from God, it didn't cost you something in prayer. What right. well, you think? Oh, here you are. Oh, praise God, baby girl. It's your, oh, here's the red carpet ride. And we're going to throw pedals in the air when you come walking. No, 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 no. You don't have to go over the bumps and the, oh, my God, and the fight and the hang on and, and the hold on. All the tests, now you better read this now. Now, don't you all check out because a month from now when you're going through something, I'm going to go, go archive your notes. And when you read this, don't sit there like you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to come over there and get you. All the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture. Picture what? An example that provides us with a warning. What's that? So we can learn through what they experience. He talking about the children of Israel, walking through the wilderness. For we live in a time when the purpose of all that age past is now, watch this, keep going, is now what? Completing the goal within us. He's showing you an example of how to get there. You want to get up and go? You're going to have to go through some stuff. It's all right, though. Just chill out. He's in the middle. He could show up and do whatever he needs to do. Now watch, keep going. This gets better. So beware. Don't think this couldn't happen to you. Don't let pride get in the way because pride will mess you up. It will become your downfall. Don't you think, yeah, you're going to go through. What did they tell you you ain't going to go through? You're going to go through, but you can get through if you hang on. Look, so what? So beware. We all experience times of testing. Because how are you going to get promotion? Man, school don't let you just sit there and just, oh, I know everything, teacher. Let me out. Right. They test you to see where your equivalent is at. Anything you do in life, like Mike, I use you in the video, right? Mike teaches Mike teaches concealed weapons permit, right? Go see him. If you need to do that, right? You know, I got a gun, I know how to shoot it. Yeah, okay, right, genius. You can't just wheel that thing around. You gotta get trained and pass the test so your aptitude in the earth is qualified to go do something. Kathleen, you're over to the hospital. You guys just over there with a I'm a doctor, put on a white coat, go, I'm a doctor. You're a dipstick, you ain't no doctor. Can't we just, I think you need this. You need, some of you need Zolof. Here you go. Take three of these and come back in a week. Some of the people probably do. You know what I'm saying? You ain't qualified. You ain't qualified. You understand what I'm saying? You got to get qualified to do some stuff. You see what I'm saying? Why do you got to go do this? You got to get tested. You got to be like, why do you think certain things? You got to pass a test. You got to pass a test to be a doctor. Called the medical exam. You got to pass the test to be a lawyer. Called the bar. You got to test a, a fi- you got you're gonna be a financial planner. You gotta you gotta pass Series Seven. You gotta pass the why you can't just be telling people so. Oh, I think this is a good idea. Come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta pass some tests. We simple thing, right? Everybody takes a driving test. Why is that? So we don't let some nitwit out there doing 120. Wow. Are you are you are you seeing this? Yeah. But you come in the kingdom. God's just gonna give you everything. You didn't pass the test yet. Right. You still got you still got unbelief in your mouth, but you want the blessings of God. You didn't pass the test yet. You got you got you got squirrely in your head, and you got it coming out your mouth. You got to shut it down. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Pass the test. You got to pass the test. If you pass the test, you come out the other side with the promotion. That's why those tests are there. Look, he said, he said everybody got to spirit. Why? But what? God's faithful. Now you better get this. Right? We're gonna be normal, but God will be faithful to you. He gonna screen it. Let me let me see let me see that test before you hand it out. Come over see that right there. That's good. Let me see that. All right, wait, wait, wait. Let me see it. No, nah, nah, ain't ready for that one. Take that. Take number four off. Let's take number They ain't going to pass four. Sarno will be cussing somebody out by four. Traffic and probably, no, nah, he might lose it. Get four off and let five, fill five with four and just make the other one multiple choice. Good. All right. Send it in. I'm telling you, that's what God's doing. Can you see this? You ain't getting, ain't nobody in this room catching me but three people. See what I'm saying? You should get excited, like, I'm in the middle of drama. Watch me come out, baby. Because he already scanned the test before he gave me that Scantron. How many got your number two pencil? I got a Ticonderoga number two. Woo, that thing's special, baby. Come on, you know what I'm saying. All the kids don't know what I'm talking about. We take tests on computers. Leave me alone. Let me have a moment. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing. Yeah, watch this, watch this, watch this. this is the worst time this can happen. No, it's perfect because God knew. Now, I'm not talking about the devil's crazy, but guess what? Even in that, he ain't bringing nothing that's going to overtake you. Filter the severity, the nature, time, and every test trial you face so that you can bear it. Each test, whoo! Come on, somebody. Look, you never say, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. Somebody. Come on. Ha! 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 Hey! Ha! I feel good. Ha. Come on! I listen to James Brown on the way to church today. Can you tell? Ha. You face that you can bear it. He gonna filter it. He gonna check the nature of it. He gonna see how severe it is. He gonna make sure you can pass. It. Man, you know what he did? Let me let you listen. Write this down. God rigged the test for you. (laughs) Yeah, He did, baby. Yeah, He did. He took all the hard questions out. Yeah, He did. He took them out. He took them out. He knows that I ain't ready for that one. Bring that next time. But this one right now, if you're in the middle of it, you can face it. If it's staring you down, you can beat it. If it's staring you in the face, you got victory over it. If it's right there, you got to win. I can't. All I do is win. I'm going to need sound effects. You people got to help me. I'm going to need a whole audio team that plays me music at any given time. Ah! I'm going to need some DJ. I'm going to need a DJ at church. Has there ever been a church that had a DJ? They got a DJ that stays all the time during the whole sermon? Don't be saying yeah if you don't know. You know? I need one. Anybody got DJ skills? Carl, you going to be my new spin it. You can just spin it. I'm going to start calling you Carl Mix-a-Lot. Remember Sir Mix-a-Lot back in the day? You can be a car mix a lot. All of a sudden you just play, all I do is win. You can spin it back. I can, brrr, ah, 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 ah. come on. You, you guys ain't ready for me. The world ain't ready for me. <laughs> Lauren's like, Lauren's trying to get us out. She's thinking like, oh, my God, if this gets out, it could be bad. Can we put a disclaimer on the church? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this could, any, at any given moment, this can go off the rail. All right? So listen, you got any gel in your head? No, you got a little bit in the front, but nothing in the back. It's all hanging. All right, look. We all experience time. He's doing all right, though. Don't pick on him. He's over there. I got him right over there. He's over there. He's newlywed. God bless you. You need this sermon. You need to play this over and over and over. Is this the wilderness? It gets better. Just hanging there. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for human beings. So what's the first thing you think when you get in one? Something's wrong. No, nah, it's normal. Don't think it's a strange thing. These fiery trials that you go through, they're coming. First Peter, told you that. Right. It's just so easy to preach when you're not in the middle of the drama. You know, it's like, oh, praise the way to God. Go back and listen to the archives. I'm like, shut up. Don't listen to the archive. Count it all joy. Shut your mouth. Go somewhere. Leave me alone. We all experience, right? Now, what it says, keep going. I don't know. It only gives you two over here because you a bunch of them. Go back. That's, there's not enough up there. That's the thing. All right, go back. You were right. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't see them all over there. Right. Now, because I wanted to read this. The test, or trial, so you can marry. It. Each test is an opportunity to what? So this is all about me trusting you more. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. Ask me whatever you want. I said, God, it's hard to abide in you. He said, I know. That's where the trust kicks in. You, every child. Woo! Trust him more for along with every child. God provided the way for you to get out. He got an escape clause. He rigged the test and gave you an escape clause. He did. He's like, no, that's, that question's too hard. They might mess that up, and let's give him a way out just in case it gets too much. And you over there, oh my God, why is that forsaking me? He <laughs> ain't forsaking you. He set you up for promotion. Yeah, yeah. He set you up for the blessing. He gave you the word. He put it in your spirit. He told you what to say, when to say it, that long to say, Are you seeing me? You feeling that? Yeah. He got you ready for the blessing. Yeah. He got you ready for it. So don't think when this wilderness thing shows up, it's some strange, fiery, weirdo thing. It ain't. It's your opportunity to overcome. It's your opportunity to be blessed. Look at this. I'm going to tell you something. You got grace for this place, but I ain't even going to go there. Ready? I'm going to leave you this last thing, and I want you to see this. Can you just, I'm going to change around just for a minute. Go to 1 Peter, go to 1 Peter 5 and 8. I left it in the passion, gave you a new one, 1 Peter 5 and 8. We're going to read to 11. You can play, and then I'm going to get you. Who's not filled with the Holy Ghost? I'm going to get you filled today. And don't don't be one of those Christians coming here, I don't know. Don't think. Just do what I tell you. You know, I had these people, I had a lady one time. She couldn't get filled for 15 years. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was like, my God. I said, no, she got filled in three minutes. You know, it's ain't no big, complex, wait all day thing. Like, we got to wait. Do I got to wait for you to talk? No, you just open your mouth and let it rip. You know, you open your mouth, but God, God ain't going to take your tongue and do nothing. You got to just take a step of faith. Just let it rip. Yeah. Just get in there. I lay hands on you as soon as This is easy because I got you guys. People the thing; they're just going to have to believe by faith. People, I lay my hands on as soon as I touch you. You got it. That's Acts 19. Once you get the Holy Ghost, I'll pray for everybody. Now, listen, here's two things I'm gonna pray for. Number one, you ain't filled. I'm gonna pray for you first. And the people that are filled and haven't been flowing, I wanna pray for you. You get new tongues. You know, somebody was telling me, said, so Pastor Chris, your tongues are different. Yeah, because I've been cultivating them. It sounds different. The more you pray in tongues, the more the more clear. Because I know what I'm praying about. I told, I told Pastor Liz a couple months ago, I was praying and and I, I actually kind of touched base with that a little bit. I said I knew what I was praying about, but I kept answering the questions and kept answering the questions. And when I was praying, I kept saying something like, No, I'm not doing that, you're gonna have to do that. I'm not doing that, you're gonna have to do that. I knew what I was praying about. And you know what? Months later, that that question came around. They say, Well, how do you know that? Because you gotta spend time with God. Let me tell you something right now, you young kids, you better pay attention. My parents are weird because they do this God stuff. Let me tell you, you ain't even started this journey, you start praying in tongues. I've been, around, I've been around the world, man. What time I started praying in Chinese tongues? Yes. I'm not kidding. I started praying in tongues. I was like, I was like, what in the heaven happened to me? So I was, all of a sudden I was Italian and from New Jersey. Now I'm speaking in tongues. i from Thailand or somewhere. I was like, what in the world is this? I started seeing stuff in the spirit. I went places later on in life. I've already been there in the spirit praying in tongues. I walk. They call it. De, you young kids call it deja vu. It ain't no deja vu. It's spirit world. You pray it and you get there. and I said, I've been there. I seen that rug. I've been there. I seen that. It's an impression of seeing and knowing. You get ready with God. Pff, you better sign on, bro. It's trippy. Not in a weird way. It's like fun. That's why I ain't boring. You know, like oh, you know, that's the problem. You know, like people. You know, let me tell you something about it. like these people. Are like I'm gonna tell you here. And I'm, I'm not being weird. Like people are like oh, you know, like you know, being high. High is just the high is a counterfeit. Drugs in the earth are a counterfeit of what God has intended for man. It's true. That's why you can never find it. You ever hear somebody like, that's addicted to something? I'm looking for the first time. You can't do nothing for the first time again. Only God. You go back and go over, it gets better. God only gets better. Smoking dope don't, don't get better, it gets worse. Smoking stuff don't get better. Nothing's like the first time. I sat with the best drug, drug. I spent, I'm telling you, man, I'm not trying to be weird. I spent, I spent time with people that were professional professionals at doing drugs airplanes full of cocaine. Should have went to prison the rest of their life. Bullet stuff, crazy stuff. I said, what in the world were you doing looking for the first time? I said, you never doing anything the first time. I said, the only thing that gets better is God. You understand me? It gets better. Nothing gets better in life. It's always like you're trying to have a backwards experience. You can't get there. With God, it goes higher and higher and higher. It's a counterfeit. You understand that? That's where witchcraft comes out of, pharmakia. Pharmacy, we get all that stuff from all that. It's all It's all demonic. You can't stay high enough, long enough. It ain't going to work. I'm just trying to tell you, it's all counterfeit. It's all counterfeit. Everything's counterfeit. The sex, the drugs, the meth, it's all counterfeit God. God made all that stuff beautiful in his perfect order, and when you start screwing up the order, and you got people screwing up their whole life forever. Turn it, no, this spirit world is real, man. You understand me? And then they want to tell you, church, you know you should do it. the church? You shouldn't be doing that out in public, praying and telling people don't understand. Shut up. People don't understand. I said it, not you. You know what I mean? No, let these kids know. Let these people, man, well, Gigi's over there. She's been playing around. But she said, one day she was watching a video, and it's okay. I'm not picking on her. She, say it. she said, Daddy, you got superpowers. I said, I do. She didn't understand it. She was looking at it, and he told her, she said, what's going on there? Do people be falling in and stuff. It isn't superpowers like that. It's the power of God. Let this generation see the power of God raw and real. They ain't going to want to go serve the devil. Yeah. Now I'm saying, you know, it's, you know what I'm saying? You can do it. You all got it. You, you said, those little kids? I can see Daddy. Daddy, what are you doing? What is that, daddy? What is that? That's the Holy Ghost. Yeah, they're going to give you all that. I don't get it. Trust me, they ain't going to forget it. They ain't going to forget it. I was a boy, see that thing? What's mommy doing? Praying hands, laying hands, doing all that stuff. When push comes to shove, they'll be doing what you do. Yeah, but they want to hide it. I don't want my friends to know I do this. They might think I'm weird. Your friends are weird. Weird. You know what I'm saying? Got all these whacked out friends. You going to go to church? You're going to do all that stuff? Yeah, God gave us the Holy Ghost because we don't know what we're doing. He prays out our infirmities. So did you got that scripture? Look, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, he roams about incessantly like a roaring lion looking for people to pray and devour. Ain't that true? He don't stop. You know, I heard something so good. You Write this down. This is so good. Now you don't have to. People that take notes. When the wrong spirit tries to speak to you, Speak to it with the right spirit. That's the key to life. When the wrong spirit tries to speak to you, you speak to it with the right spirit. That's what I'm saying. He's incessant. He don't shut up. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. The same thing. Over and over and over and over. So, so, When he speaks to you with the wrong spirit in your head, you speak to him with the right spirit in your mouth. That's the problem. That's why people fight in the earth. People got the wrong spirit on them. They come with the wrong spirit. Just keep speaking the wrong spirit to people with the right spirit, and they'll go away. That's how you wear them out, okay? Watch this, take a decisive stand against him and resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles that you endure. Now stay there, Do you need to read that. If you feel isolated, what, what happens when people start getting depressed and they start getting, and I'm, I'm being real here, I'm not jerking around. When people get depressed or they start feeling, they feel isolated, like nobody else is going through what I'm going through. That's the tool of the devil. You're not, you're normal. You think you're abnormal. Why do I think like this? Nobody else thinks like that. Everybody thinks the same way. Look what it said right there. Look, your brothers and sisters around the world are thinking the same thing. So don't think it's you. You ain't got, There's nothing broke with you. You're not messed up. Everybody thinks the same stuff, man. The devil ain't got no new tricks. There ain't nothing wrong with you. You're going to live and not die. You ain't going to kill yourself. Everybody in this room thought about killing themselves. Wake up. I go up on a balcony, 30 stories in the air. You don't always hear, why don't you jump? Yeah, I hear that. I just don't listen to it. See that? Say, Pastor you go up 30 stories in the air, you hear, why don't you jump? Sometimes. Why, you don't? <laughs> I just don't act on that. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what I'm saying. Y'all, we're going through the same stuff. But you don't do it. So that is that weird because you think I don't want to live no more? No, there's people in this room don't want to live no more, but you ain't gonna act on it. The devil's a liar. Jesus the Messiah. You ain't ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't broke. You ain't clinically depressed. You ain't messed up. You don't have nothing not to live for. You got God. You just gotta learn how to fight. I don't fight fair. Ah! You just gotta learn how to fight. Stay around here. I'll knock the devil out of your head and then you can punch him in the face while he's down. Come on, somebody. You're getting stronger and bolder and louder. Your life is worth it. And when the devil tries showing you pictures of your old past, you show him pictures of his future. I'm gonna win. Come on. I cannot be defeated. I'm not Gonna quit. I ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna win and win and win. Now, watch this though. You gotta take a stand against this Joker because he's evil, right? Watch this. Everybody's spirit says it. Now, watch verse 10 because verse 10 will show you what's up. And then, after your brief suffering, now nobody likes signing up for the suffering, but everybody gotta suffer. This is the lie of the church. Everything's gonna be great. You know, I used to love TV preaching. You know, Ooh, everything's wonderful. Shut it. Ain't all wonderful. You're gonna have to suffer a little bit. Your suffering is ceasing from sin. Do you understand that? That's your mouth getting crooked, your mind thinking stupid. You got to stop that. Now you'll get better at it. And look, man, don't beat yourself up so you had a bad season. zippity doo dot day Who ain't had a bad season? Come on, man. This one, one page. Man, I got some people. Some of you people in here need to testify about the comeback. I got people in here have been in a setback. Devil thought it was over. He was getting ready to prepare my funeral, but I got news from him. I got a comeback. Yeah, some of you got a setback. You know what I'm saying? You had a setback. You took a step back, but God's working on you. Bounce back so you could have a comeback. Come on, write that down. Send that to your boy over there. Tell my good friend. Come on, somebody. Why? 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 Just because you think it's over, it ain't over. 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 I'm gonna have a comeback. Come on, come back! I'm mean, you come back, kid. You should have been dead. ba 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 You should have been dead, but you still here. You should have quit by now, but you still here. ha! Hey, 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 hey! You should have OD. I got guy. I bro, I got dudes married. They got so high, drank the stuff, killed themselves, left their body, flew out the room, left their body dead. Left their body, went, came back in, got high again, died again. I said, you should be dead. I should be dead, but I'm still living glory to God. That ain't me. That's their testimony. I got rejoicing with their testimony. Come on. You should have quit. You should have packed it in. You should have stood. Come on, man. You should have left by now, but guess what? You ain't go nowhere. Remember, I was remember when I was a kid, you know. I think you bought me that, you bought me this clown. They had this clown, you blow it up, you know, and it had concrete in the bottom of it. Remember that thing? I don't care how hard you hit that thing, that thing just kept coming up. You know what I'm saying? The kids probably got it now, right? I remember one time I looked at the thing and someone knocked that thing out. I ran across the room, I tackled it, and as long as I held it down, boom, once I got up, it got up. I said, my God in heaven. I said, this thing, I kicked it, it went down. I did all this. That joke, that joke just kept going down and coming up. You know, And I started thinking, you're like a weeble wobble. I might weeble and I might wobble, but baby, it don't stay down. It might weeble, it might wobble, but it don't stay down. You're like a weeble wobble. You weeble a little bit, you wobble a little bit, but you keep, keep bouncing up. You're like a bad habit. You just keep bouncing up. You don't go away. Come on, you got to start thinking like that, expecting like that, and knowing that, guess what, it might not all be perfect, but I'm getting better each and every day. I'm taking ground, and just like you said, I might suffer from for a while, but the God of all loving grace. Mm. Now you got to understand something about grace. See, the church preaches grace like it's sloppy mercy. Now that's why I go slow with that now. now I ain't picking on everybody, but I'm picking on a couple of people. Sloppy mercy is you just get away with all of your nonsense and God's supposed to just cover it up because you got grace. No, grace is an empowerment factor to make you so strong, you fight the devil harder than you ever did because it's God's ability and you allowing you to do what you could not do. And it does not shirk the responsibility and put it on God. It puts it back on you because that's why empowered. empower you. When Paul came to him and said, my, he said, my grace is sufficient because in your weakness I'll be made strong. You know what he was saying? He said, I'm going to make you greater than the obstacle. I'm going to make you bigger than the problem. I'm going to make you greater than the sin. I'm going to make you overcome and empower. He said this. He said this. He, looked at this. he said, and the eternal God of glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and keep going and build you up. He got you. He got you and ain't leaving you. He gonna strengthen you, he gonna establish you, and he's gonna equip you for the victory, amen? So now listen, here's what we're gonna do. You might be watching on there. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna get you filled. Now you gotta look at Acts 19. I wanna do something with you real quick. So we go there, you put that in the King James. It's gonna be easy to read. If you can put Acts 19 in there, and I want to read Acts 19.1. Now, all you people that, that go to church, you need to write these scriptures down because this is how you get people filled with the Holy Ghost. Stop doing all this stuff like with your imagination, like, oh, you know, I got it. You got it. Now, give them the word. Oh, God said it's for you and all this stuff. Be scriptural, and everything you do in life, it's easy for people to receive, okay? So just take that and run with it, right? Okay, so everybody say Acts 19.1. You see right there, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the coast, right, right, the upper coast of Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, what'd he say? Keep going. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now go slow, right? And they said to him, we ain't even heard of no Holy Ghost. Who's the Holy Ghost? And he said, well, how'd you get this? What'd you get? And they said, Paul went through. He's teaching them. And he said, we haven't even seen. He said, what were you baptized? We were were baptized in the John's baptism. And John's baptism was the baptism of repentance, right? Saying, and then people that should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ. So they say, yeah, you repented and you followed John's baptism, but you got to get saved and you got to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They got saved. Because John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Jesus' baptism of baptism was not just for personal repentance in a spot. It was eternal redemption. His baptism was forever. Make sense? It was a holdover. John was leading the way. John came before talking about a way to come. but When Jesus showed up, the way was paved. He said, just receive Christ. You're on a process there. So all you got to do is be born again. So if you're watching online, all you got to do is get saved. So the only only one requirement of the Holy Ghost is you get saved. You have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The only way you can't receive is if you don't have Jesus. So get born again. We'll get you born again before we pray. And now I want you to look at this. Pop this up in there. We're at verse four, wherever we were. Just pop that back up there when you get you in. Thanks. They said in the name of John baptism was what the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on Him which should come after Him, that is on Jesus Christ. And what happened in verse five? They got baptized in Jesus' name, right? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that ain't getting baptized in Jesus' name only. You got a whole denomination to do that. That's that's, that's receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. That's all that is. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, now I want you to get this. So the saved people, what did Paul do with the saved people? He laid his hands upon them, and what happened? The Holy Ghost came on them. And then what happened? Okay, stop. And what? Read it. And they what? Who spoke? They did. So now stop. Now, read the scriptures up there. Leave that up there as long as you can. If that goes away, just keep firing it back up there. I don't want them not to miss it. And when Paul laid his hands upon him, what happened? No, 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 read it. No, 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 they didn't speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost came on him. Okay, so when I lay my hands on you, what's going to happen to you people in here? And when I pray for those people watching, what's going to happen the minute I lay my hands on you? Okay, so then when are you going to receive the Holy Ghost? When I lay my hands on you. And then what happens? And they speak. So we're waiting for you to speak. We're not waiting for God to do anything. Right. So if you want to sit here all day and wait for God to go. <laughs> Somebody's like, wash your hands, I will. <laughs> come on, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? It still makes no sense. So like, like, So when are you going to get the Holy Ghost? The minute I lay my hands upon you, the Holy Ghost is going to come on you. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you do the praying. If you don't do the praying, if you open your mouth and go, God, do it, he ain't going to do nothing. You, got, you can take it home with you, but that's your business. Take the step of faith. The minute I lay my hands on you, just let it rip. What do I let rip? I don't have it. You don't have it yet until I lay my hands on you. Once I let my hands on you, you got availability of utterance. Then you got to take a step of faith. Just let it go. You got to go. What if I don't know what I'm saying? Paul said he don't know what he's praying to this day. My understanding is unfruitful. For when, my man, when a man prays in an unknown tongue, his spirit prays. And his understanding is unfruitful. God gave you meditation to renew your mind. He gave you the Holy Spirit to renew your spirit. That's what it was. You got to get, and what I mean by renew your spirit is this. You got to train your human spirit. Your human spirit has to connect with the Holy Spirit to lead in God and help. But you, nothing happens with your mind. Your mind's unfruitful. That's why you got to renew your mind with the word of God. That's why he gives you meditation. You got to have twofold. So I'm going to pray for you today. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, here's the thing. If you cannot, now, I'm going to do something in here. I don't always usually do this, but it might be fun. If I tell your neighbor to look at you and tell you to pray in tongues, now I'm not going to make you uncomfortable. But some of you need to get uncomfortable. You're too comfortable in church. Like, they look at you and go, hey, can you pray in tongues? Miss G's going to let it rip. Don't make me have them drag you up here. This isn't about force. This is something you need. You know what the Bible says when you don't know what to pray? You know in that midnight hour when the devil's tormenting you and you don't know what to do? You need to flip the switch of tongues. You know your kids that you tell me you love and I know you love them? I don't know what to pray for those kids. I got eight minutes of prayer life for you in the church, and that's about it. I don't know what to pray for you. I pray in tongues for you. You understand this? You can't make it without the Holy Spirit. So I went to church. They told me it's weird. They're weird. I got friends. They told me they're weird. This ain't weird. When you don't know how to pray for your business, you pray in tongues. When you don't know how to pray for your family, you pray in tongues. How many of you really can knock this thing out more than 15 minutes in English before you're done? I don't know what to do. So you flip the switch and you start praying in the Spirit. And you build your inner man. Jude 20 says this when a man prays, he strengthens his inner man. So now I'm going to ask you to be honest. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, then you come up here. And if you're not filled, when I will pray, I'll pray for those guys there. We're almost done. Just ask me the question, but be honest with yourself. I need it, and who cares? You know, I went to Raymond Bible Training Center in 1997 through '99, and I could not believe the first week we were there. They had a call for people to get filled with the Spirit. I thought the whole place is Spirit filled, and you know, people came up to get filled with the Spirit. I was shocked. And there was a guy. Never forget. It took him a minute to get it. And we prayed for him in one of our classes. It was one guy in a room with 1,500 people. And he didn't know what was going on, and we all prayed for him. I said, man, that's courage, man. Walked up there and said, I don't have it, even though he's in the Bible school. I said, bro, if this ain't the place to get it, we're cheering you on, man. We're not here going, oh, you don't have it, look at you. We're looking at you going, bro, you're on the team, get in this thing. Come on, man. I had people pray for hours. I had one guy, I think it was the best story I ever got. He said, I prayed in tongues. He said, it felt like all the pain in my heart was leaving me. I said, what did you say? He said, I just prayed in tongues for like an hour after I left you, Pastor. Chris. He said, I felt like every pain in my heart was leaving my body when I prayed in the Spirit. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, I'm serious. I said, praise be God. I, I don't want to be the guy getting in the way in that experience with you, and God. That's why I'm going to take my time. I don't know what you need, but he does. You know, when Paul showed up, and, and, and uh, off the road of Damascus, and he humbled himself to receive. Sometimes you gotta just humble yourself when it comes to the things of God. He was a superior, but he let the inferior lay hands upon him and pull the scales off his eyes to see. It's about humility. God, I need you. God, I gotta have you. God, I can't live without you. So just take a minute, close your eyes. If you need the Holy Ghost, nobody's gonna be judging anybody or anything like that, but this is what I want you to do. If you even think about coming up here I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna lay hands on you if you need the Spirit of God. If you don't all pray in unknown tongues, now you might be filled and you might listen, you might be filled and you might be a little stale. I'll fix that later. But right now, you never receive. And you want to receive. I want you to say, everybody in here, I want you to say this prayer. We just gotta make sure you're saved. So if you're serious about the tongues, I want you to go here. And then I'm gonna pray for everybody online. So it's really important you're paying attention because I told you this on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I was gonna do this. So if you're in here today or you're watching online and you don't have the Holy Spirit, I want you to say this out loud, right? And if you're not saved, now you might be saved, but you don't have the Holy Spirit. So get saved right now. That's the only requirement. If you're saved, just hang on. But if you're out there right now, you say, I don't have the Holy Spirit with the evidence of tongues. Now you don't have the, you can't pray in tongues. You can't. king It's the evidence. It's the evidence. If you don't have the evidence of the tongues. Now the tongues are not the Holy Spirit. They're the evidence of having the Holy Spirit. You understand? So you got the person and the verse. Like, I'm a person and I have a voice. He's a person and he has a voice. Okay, once you get the person, you get the opportunity to have the voice. Okay? So here's what I need you to do. If you're in here and you don't, know, you don't know God, you need Jesus, just say this out loud. Let's all say it together. It makes it easier. Say, Jesus, I know you're the son of God. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I believe in you right now. And I receive... By faith, in Jesus' name, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.